Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Do you know how I told you yesterday that, uh, you know, all I know is about motorsport, they go round and round, that it's very loud and I don't know what's happening. Yeah. Um, uh, the, one of the kings that I've, I, I bow down to and have relied on for many years of my broadcasting career is joining us uh, right now, right now, uh, to offer us uh, some great insights into all things uh, motorsport. Uh, the one, the only, Mr. Bob McMurray, a life in motorsport, um, and, and I'm sure he has just had the biggest smile on his face over this uh, past weekend. Liam Lawson, um, of course, becoming the 10th New Zealand Kempe to compete in Formula 1. That was a pretty wild uh, Dutch Grand Prix. Uh, and I'm not just talking about what was going on in the stands, Kempe. I want to get to Zandvoort on Zay uh, next year. That looks like a heck of a party. But uh, Rain made it uh, quite an eventful race. He finished 13th, of course. And then the ages won to Mr. Scott Dixon, who's only got six IndyCar titles, wins again. Bob McMurray joins the show. Morning, Bob. Morning, Daniel. How are you? I'm good. Did you get any sleep this weekend? I, I, I tell you what, I, I think it comes under the heading of uh, bugger all. But, um, <laughs> yeah, but some. <laughs> Sleep's overrated. Sleep's overrated. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no, it was a good Liam weekend. Lawson. It was good, good watching. Yeah, I want to talk about Liam Lawson, who, of course, um, you know... Uh, with your fine works with the, the Kiwi Drivers Out Fund, have been like literally invested in this guy's career. He's 21 years of age. He's cracked Formula One. Yeah, it, difficult circumstances with someone going down injured. You, you never like to see that. But, uh, you know, the, the, the path to get here, did you always feel like he was destined for Formula One? And, and at what age did you, did you recognize the talent? Oh, well, Daniel, it's, you know, lots of people claim that a, a, a two-year-old, yeah, I could see he was destined for Formula One and all the rest of it. That's rubbish. <laughs> That's absolutely rubbish. You can't, you can't tell me you, you know what a kid's going to do until he starts doing it. And it wasn't until Liam Lawson got into the speed sport scholarship here in New Zealand and, and starred in that. And that's a lovely, that's a great way to bring young drivers on in little things called Formula Firsts or... Uh, cars like that, then Formula Ford, and then you start sitting up thinking, okay, he's beating all around him, and he's more competitive, and he's faster, then clearly he's got a future doing something if he wants to, but so many kids, like, it doesn't matter if it's rugby or league or, or soccer or whatever, they fall by the wayside when they discover girls, and they discover, or boys, if it's in the other case, uh, and then they discover other things, but when the road, when you know a, a kid and you get to know them, and their one focus is on that particular sport, you know they're destined for something because any sportsman will tell you that 
you know, 80% of it perhaps is talent, but the 20% that's most important is dedication and brain power. And, and that's, that's when you suddenly realize, yep, we can help these people. They can get along, they can get on, and they can do what they want to do because they're doing it. You know, so, yeah, it, it's difficult to say anybody is ever going to reach Formula One or an All Black or a League star or whatever uh, until you actually see them doing it. And with Liam, he was um, coming to the track at uh, age 12, 13, 14, bunking off school and just coming to help us at uh, the Toyota Racing Series and stuff. And you saw something in him that clearly, you know, you put the effort in, we'll put the effort in behind you. And so many people in New Zealand did. So many people. Uh, he doesn't come from a rich family, but he comes from a very dedicated family. He's dedicated, and lots of people got him behind him. That's how he's got to be a Formula One star. Yeah, good, good on him too. He'll be purchasing schools soon if he can keep this up. He's um, he's, repl- <laughs> he's replaced Daniel Ricciardo with that hand injury, Bob. But just just talk us through how difficult that part of it is being thrown into that Dutch Grand Prix. With that, I think it was the second day of um, of racing when Ricardo pulled out and he's only had one day with a car hasn't hasn't got to know the track and gone out there and finished in 30th position yeah it, it, it it's so difficult it, it's difficult it's difficult for me to explain how difficult it is especially in those circumstances <laughs> there he is there he is sitting back with his with his finery and watching things go around Daniel had the uh, the accident and uh, they said to Liam okay you're in the car next now this was uh, Zandvoort I'm sure you, you saw it it was a rainy day it was wet and it was drying it was wet and it was drying he's got one hour of practice which was not one hour in the end anyway probably only got about 20 laps in i can't remember the number of laps but but not too much um and all these systems he has to know he's never driven on those tires before never never driven that car in a grand prix before ever in fact i don't think he's driven that car before uh and formula one cars are one of the most complicated um technologically driven vehicles ever you know they're just they're just amazing and then the next thing he does is has to go out there and qualify uh and he's qualifying in amongst 19 other cars all of which are piranhas when they're on the track they don't give any any uh any quarter to anybody and he's got to survive amongst them and he survived very well okay he qualified last but that was important not important at all uh the mere fact that he got out there and did a bit of qualifying then they just throw him into the race, and the race is wet and it's dry, and he's at the back, and and he's at the front, and he um, he has to stack in the pit lane, and the oh, it was a chaotic thing to do, but he came out of that smelling of roses, and he came out of that just absolutely performing well. I mean, he put up, for instance, the the uh, he was thirteenth in the end, which was the best result that anybody's had in that um, in that car. Well either of the two drivers he's replaced, effectively, Daniel Ricciardo and Nick De Vries before him. That's as good as anybody's done and better than pretty much anybody as well. I mean, it's just amazing. He, um, he got the, uh, I think it was the, um, the 17th fastest lap of the race. I mean, you know, it's just an incredible feat. I, I don't know how many times to say just um, how good it was. And he deserved, he deserved all he got for it. Just, just fantastic. Oh, sorry, it's a 12 Bob, fastest having... lap. Was it? Mm. 12 fast? Overall, nope. that, that's really impressive. But you, you had many, 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 many years working in Formula 1, so you know how teams sort of assess drivers and individual races. You know, we, we uh, fans just look, hey, he finished 13th, his first race, that's pretty cool. 
So behind the scenes, how would how do teams generally analyze a driver's performance? Uh, to, I guess two ways, Daniel. The the a world champion is very fast in a car, obviously. Um, not necessarily everybody's going to be a world champion. Somebody like Nigel Mansell or Mika Hakkinen that we worked with, um, when it comes to feedback and understanding the car, they're, they're, they're as thick as a short plank of wood. They don't really understand anything, but they are blindingly fast. <laughs> and then you get some drivers like Ayrton, Ayrton Senna, who his, um, he understood every single nuance of that car and understood it completely. So those are the two ends, the bookends, if you like, of a good driver. Right. What a team is looking for is the driver's feedback all the time. In, in somebody like Liam's case, not only to be good on the track, but to give feedback, to keep telling the engineers what's happening, how it's happening, to be able to describe everything. And that's what Liam is so good at. That's why he's a test driver for both Red Bull and AlphaTauri. That's why he does a lot of simulator work for the drivers to get the, the cars basically pointing in the right direction before they go to a Grand Prix. Um, so, yeah, he, he is doing exactly what he should do. And he's been rewarded with a drive uh, this coming weekend at Monza, which is a track he understands and knows pretty well. So, you know, hopefully he, hopefully this weekend will be a good weekend for him as well. You can never predict these things, but hopefully. So given given that uh, Liam will line up in Monza and probably Singapore next is after that because of the, the injury to Ricardo, um, what importance does that play on his progression um, moving forward because you'd have a lot of people looking at him at the moment wouldn't you Bob uh, Liam Lawson in his career if he's if he's if he's doing really well what what possibly could happen yeah it's an interesting situation Tony the the he has been put into the Japan Super Formula by Red Bull uh, incidentally Liam is the longest lasting Red Bull junior driver so clearly Red Bull have a lot of confidence in him so they put him in Japan because there was nowhere else. He'd done Formula 2, done Formula 3. Just hang on there in Japan and see what you can do. The cars in Japan are almost as fast as Formula 1 cars, but they're not as technologically advanced. So there he's quite happy sitting there. He's second in the championship. He's got one event left to do, and he could win that championship. And Red Bull is saying, fine, okay, you're still, our, you're still our test driver. But now he's in the car and he's performed well. So what are they going to do with him now? Mm. If he performs well this weekend, there isn't a Formula One seat open for him at the moment. So, and, and that door was closed to him for next year, pretty much. But by him, by him actually doing what he did, he, he's put his hand on the door knocker and he has pushed that door open a little bit. And he's given Red Bull a problem because what do they do? They got four drivers, basically. Uh, in their two Formula One teams, they're not going to replace uh, Max Verstappen. They said they're not going to replace <laughs> Perez for next year. They're not going to replace Daniel Ricciardo because they have uh, they've tried to bring him up through the ranks again. And Yuki Tsunoda, who's uh, now Liam's teammate at the moment, he is uh, heavily uh, looked after by Honda, who supplies engines to Red Bull. So there is still a bit of an awkward situation there. So they have to get rid of one of those drivers to put Liam in or Liam goes to another team. Red Bull don't like doing that to other teams. So he's still in a, he's given them uh, not only a good performance, but a pretty big headache at the same time. Yeah. Oh, the politics of motorsport and Formula One. Uh, fascinating. Um, we've got to get to Scott Dixon too. He's just reminded, I'm still here, 43 years young, 320 straight starts or something extraordinary. And now a 55th 
win. Um, here's a challenge for you, Bob. Can can you give him a portal that no one else has done previously? We're sort of running out of superlatives for this guy's career in the state. Well, let's let's see. We we were talking about Liam Lawson, 21 years of age, um, and uh, that bugger in uh, in IndyCar <laughs> racing. He's twice that age. He's 43, twice Liam's age, and he's still winning. 55 wins, 320 starts, six championships. Um, and he's actually, he's kind of made a bit of a niche in Formula, in IndyCar racing because they were, when they were talking to other IndyCar drivers and said, you know, what do you think about Scott Dixon? And they said, oh, well, he just did a Dixon. So that, there's a, there's a <laughs> you know, there, there's a sort of a saying around now that Dix, Scott Dixon's the only one that can manage those cars, those tyres, that fuel save and all the rest of it and still be the fastest car out there. So he's almost sort of made himself a niche, and that'll be remembered for a long time. You know, in, in two generations' time, when somebody's doing something like this, they'll probably say, oh, he did a Dixon on that. So, you know, maybe maybe that's what he's uh, maybe that's what he's got. I mean, he did three stops, and other teams did five, for goodness sakes. He came from 16th to first. He was The previous race, he was last to first. I don't know how the guy keeps his motivation going, but he certainly does. And and if there's somebody better driving out there, then, well, they've um, they better get pull their socks up and start beating him because he could win the championship this year. I mean, he's going to fight against his teammate to do it, but he could win that championship for a uh, and that would give him a seventh one, which would equal the record of AJ Foyt's um, championships through history. So uh, I don't know what to say about Scott Dixon apart from the fact that both he and Liam Lawson come from a similar area in New Zealand, around Pukekohe area, and that they are bloody, bloody nice people. They mm. are both really, really good people uh, as, as personalities, as persons. So uh, there's something happening in here. We've also got little Lewis Sharp that's winning in the British uh, Formula 4 Championship. We've got Hunter McElroy. Well, these are all Kiwis that are that's, um, second in the championship in America, in the Junior IndyCar Championship. We've got Kiwis um, sprouting all over the damn place, in Asia, in Japan, everywhere. It's just, it's just a wonderful time to try and watch Kiwi motorsport because they're, they're doing well, these blokes. They're doing well. And you've done brilliantly, uh, Bob. Thanks so much, as always. Uh, you know, you're a wonderful spokesperson for that uh, awesome sport, and thanks for, for offering some time, as you've done over the weekend, to, to many people. So thanks so much, and go well, and keep up uh, the fine work. We look forward to catching up soon, I hope. Cheers, boys. Thank you very much. Good thanks, talking Bob. to you. Bob McMurray joining us there, of course, uh, Life in Motorsports, I think over a couple of decades, working, of course, with McLaren Formula One, so he knows that world very, very uh, well. <laughs> I love that sort of analysis of Scott Dixon. I just, Doing a Dixon. He's done a Dixon. He was so, um, that was such a, a good chat to listen to, Daniel. You know, like, not only that, but just knows across the sport what's going on. Um, and giving, you know, like, I don't mind following um, motor racing, but I'm not that well versed in it. But when you listen to someone like Bob McMurray talking, and you're just going, well, Unbelievable! Just the the knowledge that he has, and I and I like the fact that he's advocating uh, two boys from out Pukekohe Way, you know, yeah. saying that they're just nice guys. It's always something that a, an athlete wants to hear, you know. Apart from I am Scott Dixon, you know, I am I am Liam or I am whoever McLaughlin. When someone says you know of Bob Zilk, I, they're just really good blokes. Mate, you take that every day of the week. 
Yeah, you do. You do. Absolutely. Well said, Kempe. Uh, thanks again to Bob McMurray uh, for joining us. You are listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Thanks to Kemmer's Warehouse, the home of big brand vitamins at the lowest prices every day. Now, 21 and a half minutes after 8 o'clock, we will be back after this break.